All right, we're back. Once again, it's Gerald Glassford for Inside Sports Fantasy Football. There's just been so much excitement that's created because we're on the verge of another great fantasy football season. And I'll tell you what, a lot of people are now getting into fantasy football more than ever. So many people going into leagues, whether it's ESPN, Yahoo, or many of the other fantasy football outlets are out there. But what's the best approach in managing your team throughout the season? What are the best concepts? Those are just some of the things I want to go ahead and ask our guest for today's program as part of the Inside Sports Fantasy Football and also from us here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. It's a great guest indeed. It is Justin Novaro. Justin, great to have you on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. Well, it's glad to have you here. I'll tell you what, just, you know, we've been trying to meet up for a little while now. So I'm just, just so excited to have you on talking some fantasy football. If you want to give people a little bit of background on you and your background in fantasy football, just give them a little bit of catch up on what's going on with your world and, and what fantasy football has meant to you. All right. So uh, I started playing probably about 14 years ago. Um, my dad's been in the same league since uh, 1984 or something like that. So I grew up with it. We watch football every Sunday. I played football in high school for four years, so I like to pretend I know what I'm doing and I understand the game. And that's uh, my big background. You know, it's a great way to – it's something that everyone can do now. There's so many resources online that will help you and help manage your team, help you draft. So it's something that look, really anybody can try and be pretty successful at. And that's one of the first things I want to ask is – what are some of the resources that you look for either Wes, you're going to go ahead and go into a draft or some of the resources that you utilize throughout the course of a fantasy football season? Well, going into a draft, it's always important to uh, look at different lists of where players are ranked because your list might be different than someone else's. So if you're only going off of ESPNs, then you might miss players that other people value more like Yahoo or CBS Sports or somewhere like that. So those are that's the biggest advice I could give is look at as many lists as you can. Don't just look at the one. And I, I couldn't agree with you more on that. That's a great bit of advice. Listening to you as far as expound on that. And plus also you're experiencing going back with your dad and how many years you've been playing fantasy football. It just goes to show you that it's just something that is now really a part of our culture and now embedded in it. Just it, I cannot tell you enough how excited so many people are, and including myself, in regards to this season with fantasy football. Yeah, absolutely. I think I read something the other day that the ESPN used to have, I think only 10 years ago, is about 900,000 people on fantasy. And now it's, I don't know, 20 million or something is using the platform for fantasy. And that's just one platform. So when I started, I co-owned this team with my dad in this league that's still all on pieces of paper there's nothing online so you really did have to dig deep into as many lists as you could to make a real formulated idea of where you want to be drafting players so i tell you what i've been down that road myself because i started playing in the mid 90s to give you an idea of, of where my experience is at and as i was speaking to jason dutch of the voice from the underground on our last episode it was so funny because he and I both were remarking about how we used to get the notebooks out. We used to drive on the paper, pen, you know, oh, scr yeah. scratch every, you know, oh, everything was scratched out. I want this player. Oh, he took it in front of me. So I used to scratch it out. He used to have to go to Walgreens or CVS or any of the mm -hmm. local drugstores in town to get those big, or even a bookstore. The bookstore, like uh, at that time, you know, 
at Barnes and Noble and whatnot, they used to go ahead and have these big sections full of fantasy football magazines for like 10, 15, $25. that you go ahead and buy just, yeah, just used to be that as far as references are concerned. Now it's all up on the internet. It's just, you know, it's much more convenient for players out there, especially if you don't have the time in doing so, but getting into the fantasy football season, how you manage it yourself, have you already selected your teams yet for your fantasy football draft? I finished up. I had six leagues this year. I finished up my last draft, I believe, last Sunday. So about nine days now of preparation and got everybody in place. Really happy. Ezekiel Elliott finally signed because I got him in a lot of places. So And that's, and that's true. He just signed today as of this recording. Mm-hmm. I know it brings a collective sigh of relief from a lot of fantasy football owners out there. But it's going to take him a little bit to get into football shape. And his whole season might be hindered or might not exactly get the fullest extent that you would normally get if you had just selected him and he'd been through training camp like no problem, wouldn't it? Yeah, they already uh, said today that they're expecting him to only get about 20 to 25 reps for this first game. That's not touches, that's reps. So how true that is, I don't know. But at that rate, you could only be touching the ball 12 times in his first game, but just stay patient. You took him in the first round for a reason. Do you still want to start him in the first game or should you sit him this first game? I would say start him if you have him, uh, unless you ended up with four great running backs somehow. There's really nobody lower tier that I'd rather start. I think getting 70% of Ezekiel Elliott is better than 100% of most running backs. Okay. And and when you went about your drafts, because there are still some individuals out there that are doing last minute drafts and whatnot. You know, how do you go about your drafts? What do you target first? And when do you target other positions of need on your team? I always try and get a running back first. That's kind of the universal thought process now is that there's only about 15 great running backs to own and even less that are at a play at an elite level or the only running back on their team or the goal line back as well. So I'm always thinking running backs first. If there's, you know, six of them off the board already, I'll usually pivot, and take a wide receiver if in that situation. But for the most part, always try and get one of the top seven, eight running backs, especially this year. I think there's so much value later rounds for wide receivers that you should feel comfortable taking any running back in the first that's ranked there. Very interesting because Jason Dutch, who I was talking to on our last episode, was actually the exact opposite because of the wide receivers that he thinks can score just about as good a level as running backs out there. So it's nice to see that kind of dichotomy. But I know most individuals that are out there are leaning towards running backs. To me, it's where you select in that round. You know, if you're closer to the top, yeah, I think you need to, especially in that first round, point towards a running back but if you're in the fifth sixth seventh or even closer to the back end of the first round and whatnot i think you need to go ahead and start looking at different areas of need first because the best available talents might not necessarily be at running back after the let's say the third fourth or fifth pick and that's true there is definitely a drop off from the top four because you're looking at barkley mccaffrey kamara now elliot we know is a lock as a top four guy and if you feel more comfortable taking a DeAndre Hopkins or Devontae Adams instead of David Johnson, then I think it's a good call. Just make sure you have a backup plan when you get to the later rounds and you still need running backs. Now about quarterbacks, because we've talked about running backs and also wide receivers, because after you focus in on one, you're going to focus in on the other. 
When is a good time to start focusing in on quarterbacks to helm your team? I took both of mine as far as Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers in the fifth and sixth rounds. They were still available. They're two of the top five that were rated in that point in time. So I kind of went and go ahead and, and, and chose them then because I couldn't afford to pass them up because they were just so enticing out there. But your thoughts on when you should look for quarterbacks or, you know, some people choose them later and some people choose them sooner. Uh, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Fifth, sixth round is the round I want to be getting a quarterback. Uh, if you want Patrick Mahomes, you're going to have to pay for the third, which I think is right around where he should be. I think he's in a tier of his own this year. But I would encourage you to take guys in the fifth or sixth, or you can wait till the almost the end of the draft and try and get a Philip Rivers or Ben Roethlisberger if you really want to try and build bench deck. We'll be right back with more fantasy football. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, I'm on with Justin Novaro. I tell you what, it's just a great time for him to be out there talking some fantasy football. Blue Crew Chep is on once again. He was a great part of our show last time. He gave some great questions on our last program. I want to go ahead and give him some props again. But he's asking you, will Adrian Peterson's playing time be diminished further with new reports he has upset the coach? That's I, I actually caught wind of that too on, on the various news outlets. How much truth is there to those reports? I think where there's smoke, there's fire. But I also think that for most coaches outside of Belichick, they're not going to go ahead and just give in to their anger and just sit that person down. I still think Adrian Peterson early on is a play as a second running back or a flex because I think he's he, at least the first three, four, five games till he gets hurt or gets replaced that he's still a very viable fantasy option. You know, I see for Peterson this year, yeah, he's got a few games probably at the start, and then you should try and sell because uh, they invested a lot to Darius guys last year who uh, missed the entire season with an injury. So he's going to get eased back in. But Darius guys before having some draft controversy a couple days before the draft was projected to be a first-round draft pick. So the Redskins really got a star running back there waiting to take over. So Peterson I don't think will be affected by – making Gruden angry or anything like that. I think he's still going to be a safer play, flex range, riding back two for the first few weeks. But after that, I would try and sell him pretty quick after his first big game. I've never seen a member of the Gruden family angry. <laughs> no, no, not at all. They're always a uh, calm and collected guy. So. That they are, that they are. Okay, maybe not, maybe not. But I will say that it is something definitely to look forward to. But if Blue Crew Chap, I will tell you, Adrian Peterson is still, for me, a play, at least early on. But it'll be interesting to see what kind of reps he gets if he really ticked off the coach enough to go ahead and warrant it. And that be to the detriment of the team because I think it's still a message of, you know, he needs to come back a you know, little bit later in the season, midway before you start relying on him as a number one option. So I think for now, Adrian Peterson, especially the fact that you're probably not going to get much more usage out of him because of his advanced age, I think now is the time to play him. Justin, I couldn't agree with you more. Two, three, four games into the season, you get a great offer for him. 
by all means, Blue Crew Chap or anybody else out there that has Adrian Peterson on their team, you should go ahead and make a move on him. So yeah, that's that's uh, that's some great thoughts right there. I'll tell you what, I want to thank you so much for being a part of the show, but I've got a couple more questions before we head on out, my friend. And that is when you're talking about managing your team through the season and you know, obviously a waiver wire has to be in there as well. What advice would you give to, let's say, a beginning or a, you know, fairly inexperienced fantasy football team owners out there on how to manage your roster through the course of a given season? So the waiver wire, it's very important to be on the lookout for especially running backs who got hurt because that's the most common position to have injuries. And there's a lot of change of hand of who's going to be the starter every year and every game, really. So Always be looking out for backup running backs on the waiver wire because they're usually one hit away from getting their chance and really helping your team in a big way or being a big part of a trade package. So I would say, especially early on, I was just talking to a friend about this yesterday. For at least the first couple of weeks, first, I would say first four weeks is, you know, trust the process, trust the guys that you drafted. So you drafted this guy to be your starter. Don't go bench him week one because of, you think a projection somewhere else is going to be better. You took him as a starter for a reason. I would say make sure, start with your drafted team first. And once you have somebody break out or somebody slumping, then you can start moving some pieces. But make sure you stick with those guys from draft day. That's some sound advice indeed. I'll tell you what, Justin, it's just been great having you part of the program right here on Inside Sports Fantasy Football. But I've got one last question before we head on out. And that is this, with all that said and done in fantasy football and all the stuff that's going on, the, the transactions, the trades, the, the waiver wire stuff, and all the interaction that you, you, you have as a fantasy football owner, what is the one bit of advice that you've learned over the course of your many years of playing now that you would give out there to an audience? Um, I would say the biggest thing is start the players that you like, get players that you like. You know, If you're a fan of a certain team, and you're not sure if you're a Jets fan and you see Le'Veon Bell, but you're not sure if David Johnson's going to be better, take Bell because it's going to be more fun for you to root for the guys you like and it's going to get you more involved and it's going to make you manage your team better. If you have a bunch of players you don't like or you don't know much about, you're probably not going to be too invested in their games. So that's the biggest thing I always think is, you know, make sure you're still having fun with it because if you're not, you're not going to play well at all. And you know what? I just thought of another one before we got him out. One last thing. Any under-the-radar players that you are targeting in your drafts or maybe you think might fall through the waiver wire that you want to give people, let's say, a big secret because they're probably not in your league? <laughs> I would say draft-wise, the quarterback I'm high on that's going to go a little bit later is Baker Mayfield. He uh, broke Peyton Manning and Russell Wilson's rookie touchdown record last year in two less games than they had. And he just got Odell Beckham Jr. there. He's I think a real good chance of leading the league in touchdowns with this new improved Browns offense running back. My favorite in the league right now, Sony Michelle, he's lining up in the slot this year. He's looking like a true three down back for the Patriots who always have a very strong offense. And I've seen him going as late as the fifth round, sixth round. He's definitely a guy I'm targeting. And Mike Williams from the chargers almost said San Diego chargers, but the Los Angeles chargers, he led the team in touchdowns last year, even with Keenan Allen there. And most receivers have their biggest year, year three. So this is a guy entering his third year. Rivers likes to throw to him now. He's a big red zone guy. And I've gotten him as late as the 12th round before. So those are the guys that 
were under the radar for me that I was looking at. If you already drafted, make sure you see if Carlos Hyde is available. He was recently traded to the Houston Texans to replace Lamar Miller, and he'll probably step in as a bell cow back pretty quick. Well, those are some great thoughts, and those are some players that I have keyed in on myself as far as under the radar, some that might sneak through, maybe even get to the waiver wire. So that's some excellent points right there for you. Justin Novaro, it's been great having you on the show. If you have any questions out there, please let us know. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com or our new email, isfantasyfootball at Yahoo.com. That's isfantasyfootball at Yahoo.com. If you have a question for me, Dutch, Chris Lardieri who's coming up on the show. You have a question for Justin Novaro right here. I will make sure that it gets to him. In fact, Justin, I hope you get a chance to come back on the show as soon as you want to. And, you know, anybody else out there, I want to hear your experience as well. So if you want to come on to the show at any point in time, just reach out to us, isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com or Inside Sports, Pop Culture Cosmos, Humanica Media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Justin, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to talk to us about some fantasy football. The red carpet is out for you, my friend. Invitations there, open, and whenever you want to come back, hit me up and let me know because it's just so great to have you part of the show. All right, thank you so much. Yeah, I'll have to come back, talk more fantasy. Awesome, awesome. Just great to have you part of Inside Sports Fantasy Football.